You are listening to Feeding the Mouth That Bites You with Ashley Parrish and Jessica Pfeiffer. A weekly podcast guide on parenting teens and launching them into the world. As always, we are joined by psychologist and author, Dr. Ken Wilgus. Hey everyone, and welcome back. On today's episode, we'll be discussing teens and life purpose. This is a big topic. I'm going to throw it right to you, Ken, because you've been reading up on this. I have. You this have is what made me think of it. I know. You've been thinking it. about, yeah. Well, so in in uh, just recently, a, a University of Illinois study came out. Uh, they had, uh, it's really not complicated research. They just did some survey stuff on about 200 teenagers. And the headline was about, it, this was published in the Journal of Happiness. Yes, we have a, a Journal of Happiness <laughs> Research. Um, so uh, anyway, and it said uh, teens who scored higher on purpose in life were more satisfied with their lives and experienced more positive emotions and fewer negative emotions. So mm-hmm. I'll read that again. Teens who scored high on their sense of purpose were more satisfied with their lives and experienced more positive emotions and fewer negative emotions. I think one of the reasons I thought about this is that, first of all, I, you have to think about psych research, like the stuff that comes out, like, what are we, what are you people doing that, you know, <laughs> that, that, that you say these things. And sometimes you'll hear a, an outcome of a study that if you step back, you go, uh, yeah. So you're saying that you feel good if you know that your life has purpose and meaning you have to go do a study on that, uh, you know, that that mm-hmm. so it, it's kind of obvious. But, uh, you know, I always find these things kind of fascinating. But it also is sort of um, to me is one of the dangers of how we look at psychology research than even parenting. Like like the problem here is, you know, is is like. Um, what did you do to get that? And and what are we supposed to do with this information? Because it, it's, you know, again, you send my favorite uh, author is Walker Percy. And he, in one article talked about how in colonial times, they sent in armies of soldiers to kind of take over and decimate your culture. Now we send in an army of anthropologists that come in <laughs> and describe you and categorize you and empty you out. And you want to be careful that as parents, we don't send in an army of psychologists that come in and go, you need a happiness and a sense of purpose and a, you know, and all this without really stepping back and thinking about, well, what does that even mean? It's kind of ironic because it's like, what was the purpose in writing that article? <laughs> Ooh, that's an, yeah. see, that's a very good point. That's a meta point right there. It's like, okay, so what is your purpose in right? That's a very good point, which I think now that you mention it, the purpose is in the journal of happiness research, uh, which was in the last few decades, we actually started instead of studying pathology, we started studying health. And so like, not just what is sick about you, but what makes for happy life. Well, that's gets into much more than psychology, but I'm not sure if they know that. So that's an excellent point. Like, I guess researching this is a, an important, purposeful thing. Uh, yeah. But did they say that? I don't know where they say that. Like what, you know, what does the Journal of Happiness say is the true purpose in life? Well, that's that was my question is I'm curious what makes you as a human being feel a sense of purpose because I want to be happy. I want my kids to be happy. How do I achieve this? Well, you know, (laughs) you know, you guys, I talked to you all about this. This is part of a increasing 
when I go and speak, and I speak a, a fair amount at churches, it's one of my favorite places to speak. Um, it, it, I've more and more started talking about the differences between good American parenting and Christian parenting because they don't overlap um, as much as we think they do. And this is a really good example of that, that I think for our um, non-Christian listeners, the general, uh, it, it's worth thinking about what do you think is the your life's purpose? But there would be an, probably a general assumption that different people have different answers to that. But the Christian faith would say, no, there is an actual right answer to that. Um, but it does make me worry about um, sort of, this is an example of that, where if you just think about the goal of this is you'll want your teenager to be happy. So if they're happy, think of a, I don't know, purpose and teach them a purpose in life. Uh, I don't know if y'all are too young to know, remember Joseph Campbell. He was a myth, uh, a philosophy dude with mythology and his, his whole deal was follow your bliss. And they used to mm. just talk about, he would, you know, you, you pick your life mythology and he would put any religion under that and whatever. But the key is to pick that and just follow what really fulfills you. And that was big back in the nineties. And I remember thinking, uh, I even had an argument with a, a, a fellow intern of mine when we were in Chicago and we were talking about, she was a, this strong Catholic and she was like, I believe that. I think my, you know, I follow my faith because it gives me a sense of purpose. And I said, well, when's the last time you were at mass? She, oh, I haven't gone to mass in years. I'm like, yeah, that's my whole point. If it's just this thing that makes you happy, but you don't actually think it's true and real, mm -hmm. then you, you know, you've undercut uh, the whole point. So this is that kind of thing. It's like, what do you believe is important in life? Um, and teenagers, uh, it, the, the main point for today is how do you get teenagers involved and hooked into what is the true purpose in life? Not you should go hand them, pick up a, a purpose and start handing it to them. But as we mentioned, one of the problems with that is if you look at what our teenagers mostly do, you'd think that sports or certainly school is the whole purpose in life, isn't it? I mean, if you assess your kid's time is what is it that you're implying is the most important things about their life well i think it's one of those things that we unintentionally do when we have these little children and they're so precious and sweet and just yes so full of hope and so you know just excited about life and you're like you can grow up and be whatever you want to be and we, yes we lie to our kids and tell them it's that when true. they're little Right. And we lie to mm -hmm. ourselves and we're like, you can be whatever you want to be. You want to be an astronaut. You want to be a famous pop star. Yes. You know, and I don't know why we do that, but then as they grow older and they're teenagers, we subconsciously, I think, start telling them what their purpose is, whether that's sports, whether that's academics. Um, and so if we're just not mindful, we start telling them without telling them what's important. That's a good way and what to their purpose it. is. That's and it can exactly be right. so, so dangerous. You know, like maybe you have a kid that's a perfectionist. Anyways, my oldest is a perfectionist. She's so hard on herself with her grades and she makes great grades. Yeah. And I'm constantly like reeling it back in like, Hey, your grades don't define you. Yeah. Which you is know? such like, a weird problem to have. We need to get her to, to back off. I know. Bit, I wish know? I had a few that cared yeah. about grades. <laughs> but, but, but what Ashley said is, a, is one of the excellent points, which is that 
We do that with our, I did it with my children. You can be what you really, whatever you really put your mind to, you know, well, it's, that's one example where if you think about it, for those that are Christians listening to this, that we do not believe that that is not yeah. true. You are not, we say that for the idea of, we want our children to be fulfilled and uh, to, you know, feel confident that they can reach their goals. Well, you know, yeah. I think I've mentioned on this podcast before, I am still waiting on my growth spurt because my NBA <laughs> career is going to happen because I believe it. Well, it's, that was right. a lie. It's not true. You can't be whatever you want to be. And, and plus in the Christian faith, of course, you're not going to be whatever you want to be. You're going to be hopefully what God has wanted you to be and try not to screw that up so much and get in the way, be what he has made you to be. But that sounds weird, doesn't it? Like telling your five-year-old, no, you're, you're going to be what God made you to be. It sounds like a bummer. <laughs> like, hey, be an astronaut or whatever. Yeah. You'll be whatever the Lord has for you. Life is hard, but the Lord is faithful. And <laughs> but then, well, here's a, here's a, here's a quick qu uh, quiz. What okay. do you say is the that there actually is a Christian answer to this sort of what is the chief end of human beings? What is the chief end of our life? What is the purpose to bring glory to God? Yes. OK, well, the best answer I know of was from the Westminster Shorter Catechism in the 17th century. Uh, <laughs> this, of course, from an Anglican church, because Anglican, I happen to be Anglo-Catholic. But the point is, many people know that the answer to that, the man's chief end or purpose is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Enjoy him forever. That that's like fundamentally it. And and again, so for those of people listening that believe there is a sort of right answer, you know, Christians can't go, well that's good, but I also think that it's about achieving your inner bliss. Well, okay, that's great, but that's not a religion. But for those that are that way, I think it's important to step back and think about how do we then apply this meaning to our adolescence. And so that's where I think where we're getting to, because number one, what we would say is that uh, parents really need to step back and think for yourself. What do you say is the real purpose and not yours, the purpose in of human life? For example, if you'd say, well, I think different people have different answers, then that's your first step. You, you believe in a kind of relative purpose. And, you know, we're not going to comment on whether that's good or bad, but that's a belief that the fact that you think you can choose it is is a belief in itself. But it's worth, number one, uh, I just don't think it's a good idea for parents to take research like this and just start applying. Let's just be purposeful. No, mm -hmm. you, you really need to stop and assess yourself as a person, as a parent, as a as an adult in life. Ask yourself, what do you think is the chief end of your life? What is the purpose of this? And then secondly, ask yourself, are you in line with that? Are you lined mm -hmm. up with that? You know, so think, th that's real. Right. And I think um, a issue that we have in the Christian parenting world is telling our kids that they're difference makers and world changers. Um, because oh, that's that where we started this. That's, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's so big and there's so much pressure, but like, what if you, what does a difference maker and world changer mean exactly? Like that's huge. Like, am I going to be known globally? Okay. You that reminds I mean? me, didn't we start this whole thing with Jessica, you saying that and Ashley and I jumped on you for that. <laughs> this was off air. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> Wait, I feel I don't bad about I had, that. Did I you feel this? jumped on? Did Wait, you feel I like, because I felt bad about that. 
But that, I think that that's the up, Christian. I think well, maybe we didn't version. understand Jessica. What were you saying in this clearly absurd statement you made that Ashley and I were? No, I mean, what what was it? <laughs> Where did you hear my, world change? My, my well, I've heard it in several different places, and my thought is, and in line with my Christian beliefs, a world changer is somebody not necessarily who's popular or known by anyone um, necessarily, but someone who stands up for right um, or for truth, even when it's difficult, someone who's going to sacrifice self in order to love others. So somebody who is purposeful and making the intention to follow God, no matter what he calls them to do, not necessarily someone who's doing it for their own. Well, somebody who's doing it because God has a purpose for them and they see that. That's but not what I thought she was saying, right, that's Ash? That's very I mean, long and convoluted. No, no I but got that's what, better than I, I thought. I get what Jessica was saying, and I agree. You know what I mean? Like, I always say your ministry is the space between your own two feet, right? Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So Jess and I have always been on the same page with that. But Jess, would you agree that oftentimes Christian parents misuse that in such a grandioso way that, you know what yeah, I mean? But, yeah, maybe their kid has to be a professional uh, you know, author or speaker yeah, or, or yeah. Yeah. We're some sold sort of on that. Yeah. Some yeah. sort yeah. of pastor or something that, that, that they're a world changer because they're known by others. And that's not the point. The world yeah. changer to me just means that your little world, whatever that is, your people, oh, your class community is changed mm-hmm. because of you being in it. Okay. All right. Good. Yes. That's, that's, I think that's right. You know, who is really bad about selling that is my field. Uh, sometimes you'll hear even Christian mental health uh, advertisement that's like, you know, come and uh, for treatment here so you can be all you can be. You can change the world for Christ that that mm-hmm. has accidentally, I hope, a kind of this narcissistic sense that, you know, mm-hmm. even Christians are about uh, believing it and being all you can be. No, 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 no. That's a very different world. So, for for the I wouldn't I, my whole point is I would recommend that you don't just take research like that and go hey I'm going to start talking purpose things to my teenager you need mm-hmm. to assess for yourself what do you really believe in and is your life really following uh, along that way and then third once you've done that you can start talking to your teenagers about it and like anything else talk to your teenagers like fellow adults which mm-hmm. would include. Uh, not confession to your kid, but talking about, you know, there's a bunch of stuff I'm doing that I don't even believe this is important. And I am sucked down into this. It's it's helpful for them to know uh, in words what you are doing that you really think is not important and where you're trying to kind of repent of that and, uh, you know, kind of draw that in. So talking in a more adult way, remember, teenagers do not like to be taught so starting anything with, you know, I was reading about life purpose and well, you know, <laughs> you, they go deaf right after that point. You're that Charlie Brown yeah. cartoon with the wah wah. But you start with, you know, I don't know if you ever think about this, but it's something I was thinking, you know, you own it and you talk about you and, you know, but talk to them about what they believe is what you believe is important. I will mention, I don't think it's 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 not possible to talk about this topic without talking about post covid church behavior that, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, uh, you know, it, it, I have, but have you bumped into, I bumped into so many Christians that, so where do you go to church? And it starts with, well, and, and it was, I used to blank and then mm-hmm. COVID. And then after COVID, we've either 
you know, not gotten back in, or now we don't really, it's like, okay, but I thought for most Christians know that being a part of the church, the active church is an essential element of what we do, being a part of Christian life. So um, that would be one element of, you know, if you're saying that your faith is the most important part of your life and you're not participating in mm -hmm. the life of the church, uh, then, you know, you, 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 your teenagers are smart. They know what really is. And that mm -hmm. also is why up until the end of life, because, uh, or your time with your teenager, you do force them to do the things that are important. You wouldn't let them choose not to take algebra and right. going to church remains a requirement. Um, we're going on a mission trip and you're going with us by your senior year. You don't have to go, you know, those kind of things, but you shouldn't hesitate to require them because what you require um, before you release it to freedom is also what they know is important. And so, you know, those, that's what I would suggest is instead of taking something like this and doing the really emptying thing of start talking meaning to your kids. Uh, no, really examine your own life. What do you really believe is important? Align those things and start talking to your teenagers about where you feel aligned and where you don't. And then, expect them to be a part of it until, as you can guess, last step, there's a point when you stop requiring it uh, and let them know that I can see why you don't go to church with us anymore. It's not important to you, is it? And let that speak to them and to you about what they believe is the most important thing in their life. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like life purpose is so anchored by where our hope lies. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You know, is our hope in money? You know, so we're chasing uh, careers um, and letting other things fall by the wayside, or is our hope in, um, you know, being being known in our community as a certain type of person, and our kids are perfect and never make mistakes, and we're right. just the, right. you know, the example, or is our hope, you know, what is our hope put in? Because when our hope is in the Lord, man, you know, like we can take on anything that life throws at us because our hope is anchored. And so if our purpose changes where our hope is found is ultimately, you know, the same, it's the constant, right? Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, right? And so our kids see that, right. Just like anything else, our, our teenagers, especially if we're not walking the walk, but we're talking the talk and those two, two don't align, man, we can't hide that stuff from our teens. That's really true. And, and yet it's a daily fight to for sure to disentangle ourselves. Maybe part of the reason I'm thinking of this also is we're recording this during Lent. And uh, for those of us that do Lent, um, it it's that's a big part of it is de kind of um, a detoxing from the stuff that has drawn me away from what I know is the most important and from uh, the, the real practice of my faith. Um, uh, so yeah, I think that's exactly, it's a constant struggle to yeah. not be drawn into what we really don't believe in. It's not our hope. Right. Or just let our flesh, you know, like, Oh man, like that promotion would be nice. We could get a bigger house. We could get this, we could get that. That's right. And yeah. And you're just like, wait a minute, you know, like, is that, that's is right. that what the Lord is really call it, calling that's us right. to? That's I exactly don't think right. so. You know, that's right. Yeah. Well, this has been a good conversation. I think the fact that we all need to evaluate our own hearts and uh, where we're finding our purpose, whether it's in the things that we're doing, 
um, or, you know, the accomplishments that we've achieved, you know, and investigating our own hearts and then uh, sharing that with our kids. I think that's a really important aspect, Dr. Ken. Thank you. Thank you, Ashley. And thank you, Dr. Ken. This has been a good conversation. Thanks for joining us today. Hit the subscribe button so you won't miss an episode. Also, leave us a review. This is how other listeners find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Feeding the Mouth. We appreciate you and would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or ideas about what we've discussed today, please email us at podcast at feedingthemouth.com.